Hi, and welcome to the Quick and Dirty Romance Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Sky McDonald, author of the Auntie Bell series. And I'm Sarah Smith, author of Faker. Each episode, we'll dive deep into what it's like to be a contemporary romance author. We'll talk writing inspiration, give you the inside scoop about the publishing world, chat about how we write those infamous sex scenes, and more. And then we'll pull out and wrap it up in 30 minutes or less. But we promise to leave you satisfied. So if you haven't already read our books, please be sure to check them out after you listen to the podcast. And of course, DM us with any questions or requests for future episodes that you might have. But today's episode is all about Sarah, and it is my honor and privilege to tell you that, because Sarah has just recently, this month, released a brand new novella titled If You Never Come Back. And not only has she released it, she has joined the indie publishing world, thus adding another feather to her cap. Sarah, you never cease to amaze me, impress me. So welcome to First Time Indie Publishing, Novella Publishing. I have read this book. I love it. I love it. I love it. And this episode is all about Sarah and her book. And Sarah, <laughs> I'm just so excited to talk about this. I'm so I'm so keen to hear what you're going to say. Um, take it away. Tell us everything that you want to start with. Well, okay, I know this part, but start with the inspiration because I love this story so much. Please. Okay, thank you. Well, first of all, Sky, thank you so much. That's really sweet of you. <laughs> All truth, all truth. Oh, that was, no, but really, that's a really, really sweet thing to say, and I really appreciate that. But, yeah, so, yes, this is my first time publishing a novella, and it's my first venture into self-publishing, indie publishing, so I'm super, super excited. But, yes, okay, so, if you never come back, the inspiration for it is, I don't know if... Anybody else listens to Dan and Shay, but I'm like a big fan. Um, but they had a song, um, I, I don't know, maybe a couple years ago or a year ago called Tequila. And they had like the greatest music video for that song. It was so good. It was like this second chance romance type of love story. And it was just, it was just amazing. Like everything about it was amazing. So that's where I got the idea to write um, my novella, which um, I initially um, titled Tequila. Sorry for stealing that, Dan and Jay, but they're not listening to this, so it's not like they're going to do anything about that. But um, but yeah, so what it's about is it is a, um, the main character is a woman named Shay. She is a 20, 20-something aspiring artist and she works at her cousin's bar in Bend, Oregon. Um, mm. Yes, <laughs> which is where I live, yay. Um, but one night on Valentine's Day, she meets this guy named Wes, who is a hunky hiker just traveling through town. He is drinking with friends at uh, Shay's cousin's bar and um, Wes loses a bet with his friends. So <laughs> They then ask Shay to uh, slap him consensually. Um, all of this is consensual. That he, She just doesn't go around slapping people indiscriminately. Um, and Wes is totally into it. So it's super awkward, but it's this really cute, meet cute. And that totally sexy and consensual slap kicks off a whirlwind romance for the two of them for a few months until Wes's 
past and personal issues catch up with him. Um, that leads to a pretty heartbreaking end to their relationship. But then one year later, on Valentine's Day, Wes comes back to the bar <laughs> begging Shay to come back to him to give him another chance. And that's pretty much the premise of the novella. And that's not exactly what happens in the Dan and Shay song, Tequila, but it's a like it just inspired me to write a second chance romance because I've never written a second chance romance before. I've tried and it just hadn't worked out. So um, yeah, so I guess this time it did work out. I don't know. Am I? <laughs> I feel it definitely worked out. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a great story. Uh, I I do love that. I love your inspiration from it because I I love that song. But every time I hear it, I think of you because this was a story on your blog uh, before you put it into book form. So I guess I would wonder, like, why novella? Um, and then what what made you what prompted you to go into the world of indie publishing? Great question. So I always, I don't know, like, I feel like I was on a, not a kick, but like I had to write, you know, full length manuscript because that's what Faker is. And that's what my next book, Simmer Down is. And I thought, well, I should try to write something like shorter and something a little bit more like quickly paced where it doesn't take like 320 pages to get through the story. So I first uh, started it as a serial on my blog, like you said, because I just wasn't really sure like what I wanted to do with it. And I, and I also wasn't really sure like what, like if even anyone would want to read it. Um, and I'm sure like, maybe that sounds really weird because I mean, I'm a writer and I should be comfortable with people reading my stuff, but I don't know, like sometimes I have ideas and I'm not even really sure if they're that good and I'll start writing it and I'm like this is terrible why did I think anyone would ever want to read this and then I completely scrap it so I so I started on my um my blog which is sarahwritesmut.wordpress.com just to see like if I would get any sort of like reaction or if people would even want to read it and I was really happy to see that people a lot of people really um really seem to like it and they really seem to connect with the story which made me really happy because I don't know Sky if you ever like if you've ever had that where like you try to write something and you're like I don't know if anyone is going to like this I mean I kind of like it but like <laughs> I don't know I think that, that about all my books so yeah I know that feeling and I know that you have I, I can name off I can do a whole list of people who would read I don't know your doodles on the margins of a of a piece of, of scrap paper. So I don't know what you're saying. People love your books. I love your books. Of course, we were hungry for more. But I think that's cool the way you put it together. Um, what about the self-publishing, though? Like, why yeah. that? Just because it's novella? Yeah, I, so, yes, that I, self-publishing is something that I've always wanted to do. But, um, I mean, I think anybody who goes into, you just, even the world of figuring out how to, like, publish your book, whether it's traditional publishing or self-publishing um it's a whole like you have so much to learn and there's it's really hard to know like what the right direction is to go in um because there is no right or wrong it's just what suits you yeah, and yeah. so for me I um I was really curious to see what it's like to have like total control over 
almost every part of the, the publishing process from writing, editing, choosing a cover, you know, like figuring out how long it's going to be, how you want, you know, like your book marketed, all that stuff. And that's not to say that um, my experience with traditional publishing was negative. It's not. I'm really lucky that I had a really good experience that I have currently. I'm still having a good experience traditional publishing too. It's just um, I also wanted to know what it was like to be self-published and to just have control over every aspect of that. And I am also lucky enough that I, I'm really good friends with a lot of really well-established and successful indie published people like you, Sky. So I feel like I had a lot of um, guidance. Like I could talk to people about, you know, like, oh, what do you think? What do you think I should do? Or what would you advise doing? Which um, had I not known a lot of, indie or self-published people, I probably wouldn't have felt as excited to do it. But um, but I've, o I've always wanted to be like, I guess you would call it a hybrid author. So somebody who publishes both indie and traditional, just because I feel like, um, one, I just think that's a really good experience to have because you are experiencing both, both industries. And I think you can learn a lot from both. But two, I just like, I don't know, I just wanted to know what it was like just to be like, I wanted to be the one to be like, I'm okay with this. I'm not okay with this. Or like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't have to wait and ask like a person I've never met if I have to do, if I can like do this or do that to the story. And I, and again, I'm not trying to like smack talk traditional publishing. It's just, um, it's just a totally different experience. And I'm, I was really curious about it. And it's nice to know that I put it out there. And if something goes wrong, yes, it's my fault. But if something is great, it's also like, yay me because mm -hmm. I did it. Yeah. So, and I, I should also, um, I should also put this out there, but like I uh, self-published with my, I have an agent, Sarah Younger and her agency, they have a service where um, authors can do indie publishing. So I self, it self indie published with that agency. So I had help with like book formatting and putting the book out there. Um, out into different like retailers and stuff so people could buy it but like when it came to like editorial stuff and cover stuff like that was all my control um which was really really great it just I don't know I don't want to sound like a control freak but because I don't think that I am but it's nice to have that control you yeah. know yeah uh, yeah I do know <laughs> it really <laughs> is and of course we've talked about the publishing industry so this is an interesting like you're getting the other side of it because in our one of our earlier episodes we we even broke down like the two paths to that so like it is cool to hear you talk about like the big differences and the way they're changed uh i totally feel you on the control that you have with it uh it is very exciting um second chance romance so <laughs> my book off the record is kind of a second chance romance more because they're like reunited and everything but this one is like a true second chance they were lovers they were doing the thing and then it fell apart and they're going to try again and so like I'm super curious about how you felt about that like you were saying this is your first time to do that and then like I guess I would be curious too because of course writing is fun and stories are fun but like how do you feel about second chance romance in real life oh that's a good question okay mm. yeah so to answer the first part 
Yeah, and yes, I also want to say Off the Record is an amazing second chance romance. And if anybody hasn't read that, like, stop what you're doing and read it because it's incredible. Um, but yes, <laughs> yes, you're welcome. Um, but so writing a second chance romance for me had been hard because um, it was really hard for, and I, this is probably just like a personal issue for me, but it's hard for me to get over like when characters do something so upsetting that they've broken up in the past you know mm -hmm. and then like but then they eventually come back to each other but like for me I'm thinking like but wait you like you broke each other's hearts like in an almost unforgivable way like why do you want to like go back to each other and so um that was definitely like a hurdle I needed to get over and also okay so with Shay and Wes and if you never come back they're both like in their um in their late 20s early 30s so like their relationship takes place when they're solidly um, adults. And like, mm -hmm. I, I've read stuff before where um, like in a romance or rom-com, like they were, the couple um, was a couple when they were like kids or teenagers. And I feel like that, that sort of second chance romance was always um, like more, like that always sat better with me because like, I feel like you can kind of excuse the mistakes that you make when you're like a teenager or a kid because to hurt like somebody's feelings because like you're naive and you just don't know any better or you don't have the life experience but then like as an adult I feel like it's so much harder to forgive when an adult like hurts you in a relationship because like they should know better mm. <laughs> and I know I know that that's like such a weird hang up to have and that's what I really struggled with in writing um, any second chance romance, even this one, because I knew that like the characters were gonna have to hurt each other. And then I would have to like figure out a way to make it right. And I, I think I did, I, I figured it out and I think it works really well in the novella. It's just like, that was my own personal <laughs> hang up with it. But. I guess, okay, so, oh man, I've got so many thoughts right yeah. now, so many thoughts. Like, first of all, caveat, but exactly what you mean about, like, a, when a second chance is when they were kids or, like, like teenagers, and again, I'll point back to off the record, because that's exactly, that's all, that's why I'm, like, I do class it as a second second chance, but it's kind of not, because it's like, when you're six, 16, 17, it's one thing. And then if 10 years go by, you're a very different person. So this one, this one is a true, if you never come back, is a true second chance. Like it's a year of time. They are both fully minted adults. They made their choices. And I know for me, when I'm writing a book, I'm like deeply in love with both of my characters, but especially with my dude, right? Because like I, you know, generally heterosexual so like that's that's what I identify as so like yeah my guys are going to be like my ideal so was it hard to stay in love with Wes um yeah it was because I thought he was an asshole <laughs> <laughs> it was really that's a really good question because like I because you can't like there needs to be a dark moment where you were the couple especially in a second chance romance where you don't um where you think like they're not going to make it or like they're they're split up they're not going to be together for this chunk mm -hmm. of time so you have to make whatever that person did in this case Wes you have to make whatever he did you have to make it like really hurtful but it can't be so hurtful that like you could never forgive him do yeah, you know what yeah. I mean yeah I do yeah. 
Yeah. So that was really hard, but I felt like the way that, cause I don't want to give anything away. Cause obviously I want you guys to go out and buy the novella and read it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I feel like the way that I, the way that like the journey that Wes goes on and when he comes back and when he tries to make things right with Shay, I feel like he redeems himself because, um, because I feel like his, what his experiences are compelling and relatable. And I feel like, um, it's also like, I, like, I think we've all, whether or not we want to admit it, we've all probably done something in a relationship to hurt another person to, you know, make them feel bad. Or even like you broke up and the way you did it was really hurtful. And I think we can all relate to that. So it's kind of, I don't know. It was really important to me as much as I thought Wes was an asshole in the story. It was really important to me to show that like, you can be an asshole, but you can also like come back from it. If you are willing to take responsibility for the mistake you made, the, the hurt that you caused that person and you make a concerted effort to be a better person. And I like, it, it always just like used to piss me off when I'd hear people just like jerk people who are like, Oh, well that's just who I am. I'm just an asshole. And it's just like, <laughs> right. Like I, uh, I just, it always makes me so mad. It's like, you know, you don't have to be, you can be a, better person and you can be a good person you, I mean it's not easy and we're all we're all capable of being like jerk offs but we're also all capable of being like really good sweet people and I wanted to show that like evolution yeah, of a human yeah. being in the in this context of a love story I mean hopefully that makes sense but I feel like in that in that way he like Wes's story arc as a love interest showed that, yeah, you can come back from being a jackass. It's not easy, but you can come back for it from it. I like that. Yeah, I, I really like that. I think there's a lot. I don't know. I'm thinking about lots of things as you speak. It like makes me think of like all these things. And one of the things I'm thinking about is like, I, it, this is unfortunate. Unfortunately, no, this is a slight aside from romance, but it troubles me how, our world is so easily polarized and we spend so much time talking about those people over there and how they're that, that thing, right? Like you label somebody as a thing, no matter what the thing is. And it, it's so really, really important to me that we start to work past that and see like that a person can be an asshole and a really good person. Mm -hmm. And that like those dualities exist within everyone and that it's it is about like growth and understanding and love, um, and you know you've done that in the context of a beautiful love story. But there's like so much more there about just the way in which we relate to people, and then just saying like like painting someone as just like shut them down. No, they're an asshole. They don't deserve anything, right? Like get them out of my life, never again. And that like and no matter what context, whether it be a romantic relationship or a friendship, or even just like a, a viewpoints kind of thing. I think there's like so much that you're saying there that like we all need to grow from. It's not just them over there. Like everybody's complex. Everybody's done things there that are super swoon worthy and super like wonderful. And people have done things they're not proud of. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's like, that's like a really interesting cultural re relevance right now that I, I hadn't really thought about that when I was reading your book, other than, you know, just enjoying like the fun of a romance, but that's another brilliant part about the genre we write. It is so much more. And so like the super deep, I don't know. You just oh, got really deep there, Sarah. I like it. <laughs> yeah, you went, you went way deeper than I, <laughs> than I well, even ever thought to, but yeah, I, I really appreciate you 
saying that. And I think that definitely, like when you pose the question of like, okay, what do I think about second chance romances in real life? I personally, thus far in my life, have not experienced a second chance romance. And I don't have plans to because I'm happily married. And mm-hmm. yeah, but like, I do, you know, that's a really good question. And I think the way that like I presented Wes's story arc and like his relationship with Shay in the novella, it, I think that also speaks to how I feel about that in real life. I think if a person makes an effort to be a better person, I think you should absolutely give them another chance if you want to. Now you don't, I, I don't want to say everyone is yes. owed a second chance because that's not true because there are some pretty, very terrible people out in this world. And I do think that there is a point where like somebody can hurt you in a way that you're just never going to be able to forgive it. And you're never going to be able to like work past it. Even if they're the greatest person on the planet after that, you can't like get over what they did to you before. And that's completely fine. Like you don't owe that to anybody. But I do think second chance romances in real life, I think are a totally good thing to do if you feel comfortable giving that person another chance and they have proven themselves to be worthy of a second chance. In my opinion. Yeah. It's it's interesting because I, you really don't want to shut some someone down or out. You want to, like, give them benefit. But like you said, I mean, I also, too, think there's a certain amount of, like, if it doesn't feel right or if, or if you're just deciding, like, no, I'm done with this relationship. So, like, there definitely is, like, again, it's not a simple matter. But I'm thinking about my own personal life from last year where I – dated someone off and on like three times over last year and it just like it we wanted it to work you know like we wanted it to be more than it was and in the end um I don't really believe in regret but it it very much was like no this is done and like it got to the point where it's just it would have been better to walk away probably earlier but like in terms of second chances like kind of I I guess I personally sharing a little bit but I lived through that a little bit and it is like a complicated thing because you want to like, you know, the good parts of a person, you know, like, this is what I like about this person. Why I like to spend time with them. But sometimes it just doesn't work, but then, you know, sometimes it really does. So I don't know. I, and actually I would love to like take a moment and tell our listeners right now to please comment, like throw your comments on this, wherever you're listening or throw them up onto Instagram. Like, do you believe in second chances? Are second chance romances in real life, a real thing can like, can you get past the hurt that you've given each other? Comment. I want to know. I want to know what people have to say. Um, because, like, like with romance, everything is, like, we can make anything fun to read. But, like, real life. Listeners, can you, do you believe in second chances when it comes to romance in real life? I want to hear the comments. Throw them up. Let's hear them. Yeah, I'm excited. I didn't even think about that but like obviously that makes a lot of sense like I'm sure a lot of people have had a lot of experience with you know giving people a second chance in a romantic context and yes please tell us yeah in fact in fact and I'm totally going off the cuff right now but in fact for those people who put in um and I'm going to drop this announcement right now I'm giving away three copies of Sarah's novella for people who give up, uh, who give me really compelling answers about this, you will be entered in. You'll get uh, bonus entries into the giveaway. Uh, I'll be announcing all this on Instagram uh, and the details of it. But if you give us a comment, do know that you will be bonus entered into winning a copy of this book. 
um, because I, I just really am curious what everybody has to say. And our listeners are so sweet when they tag us anyway. So I'd love to hear this. Um, all right. So, Sarah, let's let's move this through. Uh, we've taken a journey through Second Chances. Um, what comes next? Um, That's an excellent question. I and like here's my kiss of death my kiss of death is when I um say something that I'm gonna like oh I'm gonna do this and then like I suddenly lose the inspiration to do it so (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I don't know if other people struggle with that but that's definitely my struggle so there I might I don't know we'll see I'll I feel like if you never come back has only been in the world for a very short amount of time. So I don't know. We'll see maybe a sequel, maybe not. I don't know. Well, Mm. let me know. I don't know. If you, if you think about that, let me know. Um, but there is a surprise at the end of, if you never come back, not at the end of the story, like the story is ends, but then you get like a couple of bonus excerpts. And if you, if you are interested Chapter one of Simmer Down, my upcoming book, is is at is included in the um, in the publication of If You Never Come Back. So that's something for people if you if you're that interested. Is very exciting. You know how I feel about the main character, the love interest in Simmer Down. Yeah. 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 He's, yeah. He's a good one. I mean, they're all good. I love all of my male my book boyfriends that I write. I love them all, but I I feel like. Callum and Simmer Down is a really good is a really good book boyfriend. So if you guys want to get a taste of him as a book boyfriend, definitely pick up if you never come back and read the first chapter of Simmer Down and let me know what you think. Yes. And if you want to get a taste of Callum and Simmer Down, just do do understand I saw him first. Okay. <laughs> I saw him first. He's my book boyfriend. <laughs> um, yes. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Um well, Sarah, do you have an excerpt? Do you want to tease any more? Are you going to leave us hanging? What do you, what do you want to do here? This is yeah, your I, Um, I, okay, so I do. I have a little excerpt of If You Never Come Back. Um, it is, this is right when uh, Shay and Wes meet. It's right before they're that really hot, sexy slap. So, so here goes. I raise my hand. This handsome stranger with smoky brown magnets for eyes. This guy named Wes, who I feel inexplicably drawn to, doesn't even flinch. Instead, he lets his half-smile widen into a proper, full one. That flash of pearly white kills me. I'm about to smack this drop-dead gorgeous man in the face. I swallow. I rest my palm on his left cheek, and it's like my entire hand catches fire. Wes's body is a special kind of warm. The type of warm that makes me want to curl into him and nuzzle his chest just to see if every other part of him is as deliciously hot as his face. He leans his face closer, just like that, but harder. On the scale of epic slaps, the one I deliver to Wes's face wouldn't even register. It's nothing like those dramatic ones in the movies. The only reason anyone could hear the noise was because the the entire bar fell to a self-imposed hush. I didn't have the nerve to pull off anything more than a half-hearted smack, but when my hand falls from his face to my side, the entire bar erupts in cheers and whistles. The sound barely registers against my eardrums. Instead, all I can focus focus on is Wes's face. For a split second, when my hand made contact with his cheek, he closed his eyes. His smile dropped, but a beat later, 
He opened his eyes and flashed another heart-melting grin at me as if I had kissed him instead of struck him. Woo! <laughs> yes! <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Love that scene, love the whole book. And if you have not read it yet, you must, you must. So there is a giveaway opportunity coming, but go ahead and get your copies. Um, Sarah, it's on all major book selling platforms, right? Yeah, yes, yep. And if you go on my social medias, which I'll announce here in a little bit, like you'll be able to find links to wherever you want to get it, you can get it. We can probably drop the links in the show notes below as well, I think. We should be able yeah. to try to do that. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. After that, somebody get me a margarita. Or maybe just a straight-up tequila. I'll take that because this was fantastic for me. Was it good for you, Sarah? Hell yeah, it was good for me. Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to this podcast. And if you haven't already read our books, they are Not Suitable for Work, Off the Record, and Nemesis by me, Sky McDonald, and Faker, and If You Never Come Back by Sarah Smith. You can find us on Twitter at Quick and Dirty Rom and on Instagram at Quick and Dirty Romance. You can also find me on Twitter and, and Instagram both at Writer Sky McD. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Author Sarah S. We love hearing from you, so reach out and DM us with any questions or requests for future episodes. Quick and Dirty Romance is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media/podcast. Thanks again for listening, guys. We'll be back with you soon. Take care. Bye.